0: No one ever thinks of us as human, because we are more ghosts than flesh, because people fear that my gender expression is a trick, that it exists to be perverse, that it ensnares them without their consent, that my body is a feast for their eyes and hands, and once they have fed off my queer, they'll regurgitate all the parts they did not like. They'll put me back into the closet, hang me with all their other skeletons, I will be the best attraction. Can you see how easy it is to talk people into coffins? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first season of Our World Under a Microscope podcast, where I, Jade Hernandez, will be taking a closer examination into the injustices of our justice system against minority groups within the United States. What you just listened to was an excerpt from the poem by Lee McCovey, where he was describing what it feels like to be a Transgender. It is no secret that there are underlying biases within the justice system. A generation has seen multiple movements for change, such as Black Lives Matter, Asian Lives Matter, and Black Trans Lives Matter, to name a few. They all have one thing in common, and that is they are fighting for protection from hate violence, discrimination, and reforms to accommodate their rights as humans. On today's episode, Hello, I'm Human, I'll be focusing on how the justice system needs to be reformed so that the transgender community are no longer victims of hate violence and police brutality since our society is continuing to evolve and break cisgender norms. Listen on for more. First off, let's take a step back and look into the factors that make the transgender community a target for the justice system. According to the article, Hate Violence Against Transgender Communities by the National Coalition of Anti-Violence Programs, transgender people face disproportionate levels of poverty, homelessness, and unemployment while facing discrimination in employment, housing, public accommodations, health care, and abuse from police, all of which may increase their vulnerability to hate violence. These specific rates, poverty, homelessness, and unemployment, are key factors that lead to crime and more run-ins with law enforcement. Transgenders are also often victims of police profiling, specifically for prostitution as claimed by the Center of American Progress. This stereotype is the main reason why transgenders have a harder time earning a stable, safe job compared to their cisgender peers because of what our older generation deems appropriate for our society. As I mentioned earlier, unemployment is the main reason why transgenders are targets, but clearly this could be easily prevented if we let go of our biases within the workforce so that they are not left with crime as their only option to financially survive. Are we still overreacting? Should we continue to wait or should we, for example, do something about the trans women of color who are murdered and whose killers never see justice? Do our circumstances seem dire to you yet? The last segment you listened to was by Sammy Eunice speaking on transgender equality and how these people have been neglected for far too long. The transgender community is becoming a growing statistic within the United States Justice Department. Just last year, it was reported by the Human Rights Campaign that at least 44 transgender or gender non-conforming people were fatally shot or killed by other violent means. The National Coalition of Anti-Violence Programs reports that in 2013, 72% of the victims of hate violence homicides were transgender women, and within that same report, it was found that transgender people were seven times more likely to experience physical violence when interacting with the police compared to cisgender survivors and victims. This evidence cements the need for police reform. According to the Center of American Progress, the National Transgender Discrimination Survey found that 46% of respondents reported being uncomfortable seeking assistance from police, likely resulting from high rates of experience, harassment, or disrespect by police. Seeing how almost half of the respondents felt insecure about reaching out to officers reinforces the need for change. The police department was created to serve and protect their communities, no matter what their personal biases may be. As this episode is coming to a close, I'd like to discuss some of the efforts we have made to make the justice system more transgender friendly. The National Center for Transgender Equality reported that policy advance on the President's Task Force on 21st Century Policing recommended establishing LGBT inclusive anti-profiling and anti-bias policies and training for police departments and LGBT inclusive research on the public's contact with police. This reform has helped the LGBT community be treated more humanely than ever before. A very important bill that the national center for transgender equality also proposed in their list of policy changes was that congress should pass the end racial profiling act which would explicitly prohibit profiling on the basis of race national origin religion gender sexual orientation or gender identity by federal state and local law enforcement agencies the transgender community have been targets of hate violence and police brutality for far too long we must continue to stand together the allies, the community, and our government as we continue to fight for the rights of all American citizens, because at the end of the day, we are all human and deserve to be treated as such. Thank you for listening. Until next time on Our World Under a Microscope.